Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Heavy Jim, along with Slim with Love, and this is a security talk defined by women. Let's define our security together. Thank you for tuning in to season two of a security talk defined by women, a podcast that reports the disturbing incidences that defy the safety of women around the world. In addition, other guests, professionals, and we will present real life scenarios, preventative measures, and aid the community in creating purposeful resolutions to intercept such undesirable occurrences in their daily lives. So what's going on, Slim? How's it been? How you doing? How you doing? How you been? <laughs> it's been good. Um, just been really trying to figure out my next move on how to keep my purpose going, but signed up for some volunteering. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been really good, and I hope it just, you know, takes me where I need to take me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm learning a lot from it. So how you been? I have been well. Um, no complaints. I feel like you can't complain about progression, you yeah. know. Yeah. So as long as I'm not stagnant, I am happy. Yeah. Um, I as well am indulging in some volunteer hours. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are you what are you doing uh, for the community? <laughs> Just freshening up and learning some things about domestic violence, uh-huh. and you know, seeing what actually goes into that and how deep it can go, you know, just trying to figure out a way to help women another way, so. Well, that's, that's what I'm doing, what are you doing? That's impressive, actually, proud of you. Um, we've been, you know, we've been going out around and delivering food to people who can't go out and get food. Basically, we go to these prestigious restaurants and um, they make food for people who cannot leave their home or have a problem getting around because mm-hmm. of COVID, uh, and we deliver the food to them. Kind of like a Instacart. That's cool. Amazon. That's really great. And um, cool. after we, uh, thank you. After we um, do the route, if there's food left over, we'll take the food to um, you know people in the streets mm-hmm. that need to eat. So we we'll try to keep it the cycle continuous of helping. But it's been fun. I like going out, you know, good. and and, and good. being able to help people. So That's it good. always feels good, you know. I love it. That's amazing. Thank you for that and for contributing to the community because I know it's hard, especially during this pandemic and things like that. A lot of people are still, you know, very sheltered. Mm-hmm. We got to care about the other one. Period, you know. Everybody got to eat, so. Let's get it popping then. Today we'll be raising awareness about a topic that hits close to home for a lot of us past or present. Um, Let's talk domestic violence. All right, domestic violence, domestic abuse, or intimate partner violence is defined as a pattern of behavior in any relationship that is used to gain or maintain power and control over an intimate partner. So what, what types of situations or signs can you look out for when dealing with domestic violence? Um, Controlling factors such Mm -hmm. as, you know, you can't go anywhere unless I go. Um, Finances, I think that's a big one. Uh, Let me know what you spend the money on or if you need money, you need to ask me first. Mm -hmm. Um, I think obviously the physical factors as far as uh, pushing, shoving, you know, verbal factors such as, you know, just yelling obscenities or ostracizing you in front of people, emotional abuse, criticizing you, judging you, behind closed doors or in front of people. A lot of those really contribute into abuse, you know, and the different forms that they come in. 
So what are the different forms of abuse? So abuse can be physical, sexual, emotional, economical, or psychological actions or threats of actions that influence another person. This includes any behaviors that frighten, intimidate, terrorize, manipulate, hurt, humiliate, blame, injure, or wound somebody. Mm -hmm. So does domestic violence have to be between two partners or like two spouses? Um, no, it can be towards family members, mm -hmm. children, um, elders, you know, Basically it, anybody, in the anybody within the household. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't discriminate. Mm -hmm. Domestic violence is, has a wide range that it can go towards anybody in the house. That's, that's absurd. very unfortunate. Uh -huh. yeah. And the Arizona Coalition agrees that abuse is a learned behavior. Um, it's not caused by anger, mental problems, drugs, or alcohol, or any other excuse. Um, so it's vital that we end this vicious cycle of victims of victims. Yes, you know? I believe so. And I, I like the way that you stated, you know, a vicious cycle, because that's just what it is. If you were to ask somebody who wasn't around a lot of violence, you know what I mean? Or was sheltered, so they didn't see anything. They only saw the good mm -hmm. versus someone who was more open to society and the world and the terrors that are out there. Their responses to what domestic violence is as a whole is gonna to be totally different. A domestic violence survivor, me not being one, if somebody was to shove me, you know what I mean? I might just shove back and haha, you know, play around. However, if I did encounter a domestic violence survivor who was put in that situation and they were shoved by somebody else, that's a trigger for them, you know what I mean? So they can react, they can, react physically, emotionally, verbally, you never know. So you really just have to be careful on what domestic violence really is when mm -hmm. it comes to the definition. And you need to be clear on what other people's perspective of domestic violence is because a lot of things get misconstrued and I believe that, you know, as long, it, it, communication can prevent a lot of things, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, domestic violence is, one of those topics that a lot of individuals do not take serious until that it happens to them or it happens around them. And then they don't know what to do, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. sometimes it's too late if you have that second instinct, you know what I mean? Or you have to react on it. But if you don't know what it is and you don't know how to help it or counter it or, you know what I mean, even speak up on it, it could be too late for that person. Right. So. With all of that being said, what is the problem with domestic violence? There's not just one. No, it's a wider variety. I mean, now one in every four women that are being battered or uh, abused by a partner or a former partner. One woman every eight seconds that experience domestic violence. One in 10 women have been raped by an intimate partner and a huge obstacle for survivors is finding the resources mm -hmm. to help them in that situation at that time you know a lot of it is just a phone call sometimes to get the right personnel to you mm -hmm. but if you don't have those resources or you don't even know about the situation the shelters that are out there or the individual volunteers that will come and escort you to a safe location mm -hmm. if you don't have those then it's very hard for you to get out of that situation mm -hmm. by yourself you know, we're here to really shed light on that, you know, but that that's just one of the biggest things. Domestic violence since COVID has risen 10%. Nelly, like you said earlier, it's the pandemic has weaponized abusers to prevent 
victims or survivors from getting help mm -hmm. and um, the resources are not everywhere. So we want to make sure that we give any resources that we can yes. all over the world. Yes. Um, another big problem is how underreported domestic violence is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you don't say anything, how can you get help? Right. And it's unthinkable. Because when you're put in these situations, even when you're talking with anybody, it's like, oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna do this. In your mind, you're telling yourself like, right. I would never let that happen to me. I would never. These situations happen. Mm -hmm. And when they do, what are you gonna do? Well, in addition to shame and anything else, the biggest part of the underreporting of domestic violence is the fear of speaking with law enforcement. Why is that so difficult for for us to be like, okay, I'm in a problem, but I, I can't call the cops. Like I can't, I can't call 911. Like I'm not confident in that. Where does the disconnect lie between law enforcement and domestic violence survivors or victims? Um, wow. Trust hmm. from what I've seen. Right. Um, love. This is from my experience, from my personal opinions. When you call an officer to the scene, the the lack of care that they show is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It's so enhanced to the point where it's like you can feel their energy before you approach them. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel right within you. And not only that, you know, cops are known to just not take reports like that serious. They're not really listening to the victims. They're not really allowing them to explain, you know, and sometimes they take the other side of the story. The victim becomes the abuser. The abuser becomes the victim. Having somebody questioning you back to back, asking you about a situation that just happened. Traumatizing. Yeah, it's very traumatizing. I think a lot of it does go back to trust mm -hmm. and how individuals perceive law enforcement yes. especially after all the the shootings the murders that they've been doing you know and then them getting off you know even the sexual harassment cases that are reported all around the world you know they they get away with murder mm -hmm. and people know that and it's just it's not comfortable no matter how they try and soften it up you know it's just not comfortable so i think we have to find another way mm -hmm. we have to find another way to get domestic violence survivors comfortable with speaking about the situation and then helping you know kind of highlighting certain aspects you know but we have to heal them first and i think that's something that law enforcement doesn't understand you know when you you approach these situations it's not about you it's not about an individual arrest it's not about trying to get justice for somebody else it's really truly hearing and understanding and seeing what you can do in that moment mm -hmm. to help another individual right a lot of people they just won't call you know, or they won't speak up about it because mm -hmm. that lack of trust in um, personnel, uh, legal personnel or law enforcement, you know, right. so that's my opinion. Absolutely, and I agree. Um, our first story goes into this, this whole little topic that we were just talking about, fear of um, getting help or calling people um, in Australia. Mm -hmm. This young lady experienced domestic violence for the first time. Let's see how it went for her. What I saw that day, like the way I was treated, just demonstrated that you just don't call the police when you're assaulted. 1800 respect, can I help you? My boyfriend just picked me up. What do I do? Do I call the police? Do you feel confident to contact the police? 
After the call, it took 45 minutes for the cops to arrive, and the caller had already left. So they approached the accused and his parents for statements. She kept following me and following me. I tried to get in the car to go, and I was pushing her out, and we bobbed heads, mm -hmm. right? And I put pressure on her arm, pushing her out of the car, mm -hmm. and that was out of place, obviously, but I did it. Mm -hmm. Pay close attention to the body language as he explains and admits that he did hit her, but it was an accident. The accuser's recollections of events don't quite line up with this. He grabbed me by the back of my neck and then hit me with his head, like right here. And that was like, I don't really know. I know I was awake. Like, I just don't remember like seeing, I don't remember just like seeing like dots and stuff in my eyes. <sighs> It really scared me and so I was thinking like I just need to get out like I was just like feeling for the handle on the for the door to get out. Did you headbutt her or was it an accidental bump? It was accidental. Has there been any other assault? I noticed you've got a scratch on your face um, just under your chin there is that as a result? Is it? Just yeah, it could be just under about two inches under your left ear just on the chin line. She hasn't grabbed or done anything to you this morning, scratched, hit, or anything like that? Okay. It hasn't been anything... <clears throat> hasn't been serious physical contact. So she's made an allegation that you've assaulted her, but I mean, as you describe it, um, I don't believe there's any case to answer there in terms of an assault allegation. Notice the shift in body language here as the cop insists that the caller who is accusing this man of assault is actually the perpetrator. From that incident, I mean, obviously the she, her climbing on top of you could be construed as an assault upon you as well. Christian, in terms of her behaviour, do you have any fears about her behaviour towards you? Do you fear that she'll assault you? Do you fear that she'll damage your property or anything like that? No, nothing like that. You don't? At this point in the conversation, the caller has returned. I was thinking this is a joke. I was thinking, are you serious? He's the perpetrator, not me. Did you want to take a seat and tell us what's happened, or? Have you have you been assaulted today? It's it's fine. It's nothing. Right. It's just wrong. And I just felt there's no way I could tell the police when I'd heard all that. How could I speak to them? How could I tell them what had happened when they'd already decided, they'd already made up their mind? At this point, the cop brings her out to speak in front of her family. Well, how do I make him stop hurting me? <laughs> Give him some space when he's on a shift. I'm scared to talk to him. He's not working this week and yet he loses it. He breaks things, he breaks glass, he breaks all my things. <laughs> I swear it. 
These guys own the house and they've got the right to say who lives here and who doesn't and if they've got people living here that cause them serious issues like such as the police turning up to their house they've got the right to tell you you're not allowed to be here anymore and if they say that to you then you do have to leave or you're considered trespassing okay now in terms of what you are saying now that you didn't want to say to me before if you want to make allegations of assault in a statement I'm happy to take those allegations from you and investigate them, as I said before, but you must understand that if you make false allegations, that, that is an offence. And if it comes out that they are false... Listen, if it comes out that they are false allegations and there's evidence to the contrary, you may be in trouble. So you need to be sure that you're telling us the truth if you decide to do that. All right, we're going to go, guys. Call us back if you, if you need assistance, OK? Pay attention to her body language. She seems terrified or defeated. And the cop says, call us back, as if they're the ones that called them in the first place. But they did return later that afternoon. Our inspector, our boss, about this incident, um, and he wanted me to come back and, and offer you the opportunity to give a statement about what happened in the car this morning in terms of her um, basically getting on you and trying to prevent you from leaving and treating that as, a, as an allegation of an assault against her. Do you want to supply us a statement about that? You do. After the incident this morning, we've obtained some further statements and some further information about what happened. The caller has left, but she's approached after retrieving her bike from the home of her accused abuser because the abuser has made a statement against her. So at this point in time, you are under arrest, okay? You're under arrest for a domestic violence assault and for trespassing up at Bullaburra. I didn't hit him, he hit me. I'll walk up. I'll walk up. I think it makes you question, like, who you are, like makes you question how you deserve to be treated, like, makes you question things about the law, about police, about society, like it's all flawed, when they can get it so wrong. It doesn't matter about the truth. So this young lady was arrested after calling for help and she has lost hope in law enforcement. Assault resources, solutions and resolutions. A lot going on with that story there. Um, so let's talk resolutions, solutions, and resources. Resources in Australia, because mm -hmm. that's where the story was. Yes. The domestic violence hotline. What is it? It's gonna be 1-800-RESPECT or 737-7328. Uh, she did have 1-800-RESPECT and, um, and she was able to, I guess, find a way to a solution, mm -hmm. you know, but um, she had a place to start, which is so what's important. Start, right. Exactly. Yes. The next thing we're going to get into is solutions, the buddy system. Yes. Because she uh, got charged for trespassing when she went to get her bike. Yes. To which get home. Weird. Because how is she supposed to know? You know what I mean? That she's not allowed to go over there when she was the one that made that phone call right. for the domestic violence. Make sure if you can have a buddy with you or a trusted companion. She definitely seemed like she was, it was just her against everybody. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm not sure who that gentleman was that came out after, you know, at the end of the video, but take him, you know, he had nothing to do with the situation. So. The least you can do is say, hey, you know, I'm coming over to take her bike. This mm -hmm. is her belongings, you know? Right. And maybe that'll mitigate what would have happened, you know, her mm -hmm. being arrested and things like that. I mean, ultimately, it wasn't going to stop it because definitely. they definitely had their intentions. But I think that would help 
you know, in future situations. Absolutely. Let's talk resolutions. Let's do it. A huge resolution that we need to get to is sensitivity training for law enforcement everywhere. Clearly. In the world. The world. You know? <laughs> that that entire ordeal was despicable. I mean, how how do you go into a situation, receive a call, and speak to only the person that committed committed the crime? Yeah. Yeah. You're here for an assault. You're talking to the person who's being accused of assault and taking his word for every every little truth that could be. It almost sounded like he. It was a release for him hmm. to. I want to say catch a woman in the act of false, falsely accusing a man of beating her hmm. or abusing her, you know? It, it, it just, it sounded too personal for that officer. Like yeah. he, he really needed that day, you know? Yeah. Like he just, persistent. you know, I mean, if you can see in the video too, the body language of the abuser, how he went from, you know, very timid to yeah. trying to acting like a victim and then laid back. You know, as soon as he end. said, we don't seem, it doesn't yeah. seem like, and you what about, what about your neck? Do you, you right. know, you got cuts and he's consistently saying no, no, she doesn't hit me. No, there's nothing like that. And then you go back to the house mm -hmm. after you ask your, mm -hmm. your, uh, sergeant or, you know, whoever's there, higher than he's you. He's inspector out there. And he said, yeah, go back because you probably didn't give him the full story. You know what I mean? And. The sensitivity part, I mean, if you are too oblivious to see her emotional state when she opened that door, then you don't need to be working there. Because mm -hmm. you now you're asking me questions as if I was really on top of this guy, you know, really just letting him have it. It just seemed, it just seemed like it was very personal. So I don't, I don't think that that officer, you know what I mean, needs to, one, be on the force, but I definitely think that sensitivity training needs to be enforced right. because it happens too often mm -hmm. so you go back and look at the scene where he made her come out and speak in front of the family <laughs> of the accused abuser and really explain herself and before she could even finish she cuts her off and tells her if you're lying we coming back to arrest you period yeah, period yeah. And she said she's breaking down, like mm -hmm. she's literally getting all of her feelings out, mm -hmm. and that's what he says, like, because that's supposed to be the common moment. You're really taking this personal, like, why yeah. is why is there like anger being directed towards her when she, she was crying on the one call? It just seems like, look, either he was having a bad day, or he wanted to take that call to just falsely accuse a woman. Mm -hmm. Like that's just what it seemed like. He had no intention of truly going there to hear out the victim, right. the abused, you know what I mean? The survivor in that case. Yeah, but the parents alone, like, just because you didn't see it happen, doesn't mean it didn't and you don't know, you're not gonna see everything. And your child is for sure not gonna admit to you. Right. You know, step back and look at the bigger picture if you are a parent of an abuser, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Help her out. She is terrified. 
but instead you chose the route of your child. He can go and kill somebody. There's so many things that can go. You know, the mm -hmm. skee ball effect is very, very positive for that situation. I hope it starts to change because who doesn't need sensitivity training? And if you've had it, who doesn't need a refresher? Right. And obviously, the problem also lies within the abuser. Don't put your hands on people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just That's don't it. put your That's hands it. on people. Period. Yeah. This concludes our worldly news. If you guys would like to stay updated on our podcast or the news that we report, you can follow us on our Instagram at definedbywomen underscore ST or our YouTube Defined by Women Security Talk. Or you can check out our website at www.sageprecisionss.net. Thanks for tuning in. Let's take them out, Heavy Jim. All right. Y'all be swell. Y'all be well. Peace. Peace.